The thrill and excitement of March Mania is here, and DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps, is giving new customers a shot to turn 5 bucks into $150 instantly in bonus bets with any college basketball bet. You can find all the lines and available odds, of course, at the DraftKings Sportsbook app. North Carolina listeners, don't forget, DraftKings Sportsbook is now live in your state. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code SBNFL. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get $150 instantly in bonus bonus bets only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code SBNFL. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 8778-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility, deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. You're listening to The Chris and Joe Show on Big Blue View Radio, your go-to source for New York Giants analysis. Pressure from Thomas off the edge. Eli Manning stays on his feet. Airs it out down the field. It is caught by Tyree. Welcome back to the Chris and Joe Show, presented to you by SB Nation and Big Blue View. I am Joe DeLeon, joined by Chris Flum. Today, we are recapping and giving you our quick takeaways from the Giants' second straight win on the season. A defiant victory over an NFC East rival, 27-17 over the Philadelphia Eagles. A game... That frankly, just for the overall tone and the mentality of this team, was a game that they absolutely needed to win. And Chris, this victory, I think, really does set that tone for the remainder of the year. And while they have a very difficult stretch of games coming up after the bye week, if they can use some of the success here, they could steal a game or two. And then the big thing is then transitioning that success into next season. I think the realistic approach here right now is, Chris, that the Giants aren't going to win out and go 9-7. and seven. I, I don't think that that is a groundbreaking take to be saying that. But if you can pull a couple upsets out against teams like the Browns, the Cardinals, the Seahawks, maybe even the Ravens, if you can upset one of those teams... That transition into next year, that momentum is huge for creating huge success in 2021. I think the perfect example of a team who did something like that is the Miami Dolphins, who look fantastic right now. Yeah, that that I think is the uh, the mentality that the Giants need to have, that they are building for 2021, but they also can't get ahead of themselves. They can't lo- overlook or look past any other teams. This is... Yeah, they finally beat the Eagles. You know, for the first time since 2016, you know, Sterling Shepard is the only Giant who has beaten the Eagles right now, or at least before today he was. So that's something they, as a franchise, as an organization, as a team, should feel good about. But they also have to remember they still have work to do. Right. This game is not a perfect one by any means. There were some various issues throughout the game, but there were various spots that provide a positive outlook. And again, I just to wrap up that point, the big thing here is being able to say and prove that this team to 
more so in the sense of, of for Joe Judge, if you can get your team to learn how to win like he's constantly talked about, when you get more used to that feeling and that understanding of what goes into the week of practice to set up a victory, it's just going to help this team get further and further along to a point where they can not only be competitive, but also one of the better teams in the NFC East. So, Chris, the first positive that I really need to acknowledge here that we need to bring up is how the special team's performance in this game really, I think, won them the football game. They, they looked pretty good on offense. Defensively, they made some big plays. They had some sacks. But on special teams, Riley Dixon's performance today was huge for why they were able to force, Phil, force Philadelphia to have to uh, move the ball against very long fields, and also Jabril Peppers, a ton of great returns. Just all around, a lot of really good special team stuff that contributed to this victory. Yeah, it, in a lot of ways, and, and I wrote this in my post-game piece, the Giants' special teams was the difference in this game. Riley Dixon, that 71-yard punt was amazing. Uh, he probably got a little bit of help from the winds gusting around the Meadowlands today. But that was still an amazing punt. He had a couple big boomers. For some reason, the Eagles were either unable or unwilling to return his punts. And that made life pretty easy on the Giants' defense, all things considered. The Eagles, their starting field position was bad all game long. And the flip side of that, thanks to the Giants' return work, they're kick coverage and all of that their offensive field position was generally great all game long and you know for longtime listeners of this podcast you know we always try to touch on special teams when it makes a difference either good or bad and this time this time around it was a big difference maker for the giants all those hidden yards the extra points that they got from graham gano who is basically automatic anytime he runs out onto the field that probably made a 10 or 12 point shift in the game for the Giants. Yeah, and you have to consider what it does to an offense, not just once, but multiple times have to move on a 90 plus yard field in order to score. You're not going to be able to do that every time. You might be able to put together one good drive with that much field to, to tackle, but when you're leaving all of that space, you're burning your offense out. You can only really have so many offensive plays in a game. Not every offense is going to be able to go out there and not get fatigued by the end of the game, and that's a little bit of what we saw. We started to see this, this Eagles offense making some, some serious mistakes, leaving some, some unblocked blitzers, some unblocked defenders. That led to some sacks, some tackles for loss. That was a big momentum shifter, forcing the Eagles' high-powered offense, or not high-powered is a little generous. I shouldn't have said high-powered, but potentially a, high a good powered. offense, <laughs> potentially high-powered, a good offense that can score quickly as we saw, it put them in a, a very, very tough spot. Yeah, and it really helped to magnify all of the Eagles' own mistakes. It put a lot of pressure on their own defense. We saw them just playing overly aggressive all game long they finished with 11 penalties on offense and defense we saw doug peterson make some we'll say questionable decisions uh the one that stands out to me which isn't going for 
going for two when they were down by four, but rather they only let Boston Scott run the ball three times. You know, we have seen how he is able to affect the game against the Giants and for him to only run the ball three times is honestly a win for New York. And just as an aside, how incredible, that, that's the only word I can think of, how incredible was it to see Boston Scott pick up Leonard Williams on a blitz? <laughs> yeah, it's not something that you're typically going to see a, a five foot six defender being able to handle um, a 300 pounder. But speaking of 300 pounders, the Giants offensive line, I thought they had some seriously good push through like the first three quarters of this game, they were able to open some serious rushing lanes, not only for the running backs, Wayne Gallman and Alfred Morris, but also for Daniel Jones, that level of, of explosiveness off the ball and blowing a strong defensive line off the ball is how you are going to run the ball effectively. And right now you're, you're rolling with a group of running backs that are not game breakers. They're, they're serviceable guys. Alfred Morris is, Certainly not the most dynamic running back over the age of 30. Neither is Deion Lewis. Wayne Gallman had some tough yardage that he picked up. But being able to create rushing lanes for an average running back group is how you can create success. 151 rushing yards and three rushing touchdowns is the reason why they won this football game. So just I want to give a you know a, a good pat on the back here for the offensive line and the way that they were able to pave things for this run game. Yeah, definitely. The Giants were actually opening holes, which is a thing we haven't really seen at all this year, particularly in the first three quarters. They kind of evaporated it, which we will get to later on. But it seems the Giants have found something with their inside running game and Wayne Gallman. He wastes absolutely no time behind the line of scrimmage. The ball is snapped. He puts his foot in the in the ground and he is going and he is at full speed pretty much by the time he takes the handoff. And I think that is what the Giants need in their running back, a guy who can hit those holes before they close, hit them hard, fall forward, run behind his pads and pick up that extra yardage every single run because there is not a run he doesn't finish. Yeah, Wayne Gallman, I think, took huge advantage of those rushing lanes and he was the best running back in this game for a reason a powerful runner and once Saquon Barkley comes back he's really proven himself to be that go-to second option he doesn't really fit the mold of what we discussed that might work good going uh, opposite of Saquon Barkley but that big powerful running style falling forward for extra yards could be a nice change of pace when Saquon Barkley returns lastly Chris and I know it sounds a little I don't even know what the word to use. It's disappointing that we have to consider this to be a, a, a major plus. But if Daniel Jones doesn't turn the ball over, we have to give him credit for it. And we have been a little hard on Daniel Jones so far this year. And I think the way that he played today, holding on to the football, he had one risky throw that was almost intercepted, which is not good. But overall, just very conscious of keeping the football out of the hands of the defense you got to give him credit, even though we've given him a hard time. Whenever he proves us wrong, like I say with any player, if you prove us wrong, I'm going to give you credit. Good job, Daniel Jones, for not turning the ball over. Yeah, it it is a, it is kind of disappointing that that's where the bar is for him. I, I wouldn't say we have been hard on him so much as we are judging him 
like a starting NFL quarterback in the NFL should be judged. And this game he played, I don't exactly want to call it clean because as you said, there were some plays where the ball bounced the Giants way where yeah, I believe it was Avante Maddox had the football in his hand and he just dropped it. There was another one where the ball tipped off of a Giants receiver's hands. It was a high throw, but fortunately either either the Eagles defenders didn't see it coming or it was, you know, they were out of position or they misread it or something. But again, that ball found the turf. And these last two weeks, that is what has been happening. The ball has really been, it has gotten loose, but it has bounced the Giants way, which is kind of shades of what happened last year, where the ball would get loose, particularly through the air. It would happen to find its way to the turf without landing in the hands of defenders. And, Right now, the Giants are playing at a level where as long as they don't hurt themselves, they can win. And particularly this game, the previous game against Washington, they haven't hurt themselves and the other team hasn't been able to stop shooting themselves in the foot. So as long as that keeps up, the Giants will be in games. And I really believe the recipe for victory for the Giants in any of their remaining games this season is playing good stout defense, which we know that they're capable of. They're a top 10 defense in terms of defending uh, the run. They're a little bit more inconsistent when playing teams that can throw the ball well, but that quality of defense is going to help them win games. And if Daniel Jones does not turn the ball over like he's done in the last two games in back-to-back games, they can continue to win games. Even if the, if the defense goes out there and they play very, very good, they can only do so much if they're on the field for the entirety of, uh, of the game, for a majority of the game, and also if, if they're having to make up for mistakes by the offense. So if you have a little bit more parity, the offense at the very least is getting field goals out of drives, not turning the ball over, that is going to be so, so crucial for the remainder of this season. We've got one more takeaway to discuss. It is a negative. Despite the win, we do have a negative, and this being a a, a somewhat clean game for the Giants, we have one negative. That is going to be discussed coming up. So, Chris, as we talked about, this offensive line looked fantastic against the run, but they weren't that clean against uh, this, this Eagles pass rush. They gave up three sacks. They gave up eight quarterback hits. There were a couple of drives where they gave up sacks on important plays and important spots where they needed to continue momentum. There was one particular first down play where I recall, I don't remember which specific drive it was, but on first down, Daniel Jones was sacked for like a five-plus yard loss, and then it completely dampened um, the drive. I believe it was at a, a, some point in the third quarter. So when you don't have the ability to... Um, to pick up good yardage on the first down play and said you're taking a huge hit that dampens the rest of the drive. So overall they, they were a little bit, a little bit inconsistent with some of their plays uh, on passing plays. Yeah, I believe that was actually the uh, second, the Giants' second drive of the third quarter. And yeah, the pass protection continues to be a problem for the Giants. Uh, I believe they are 31st in the league right now in terms of sacks given up. The only team that has given up more sacks is the Eagles. And, you know, three sacks, eight quarterback hits. Jones was operating out of a tight pocket really all game long. By the end of the game, and I 
message this to you is like the the Eagles offensive line or defensive line was just blowing through the Giants offensive line and we have to get on Andrew Thomas for the holding penalty that wiped out a touchdown but at that point it, holding was about the only thing he could do because the, the Giants offensive line was offering very little resistance to the Giant to the Eagles pass rushers and that remains a problem and it's a problem they need to fix. Also, by the end of the game, their run blocking, which had been so good for the first three quarters, that had kind of evaporated as well. Uh, it really did coincide with the injury to Kevin Zeitler. He left the game with concussion. The Giants brought in Will Hernandez at left guard, moved Shane Lemieux over from left guard to right guard, a position he's never played before. And you know, really, I, I think the results were kind of predictable at that point. Yeah, that shuffling towards the end of the game definitely didn't help, but you would like to see a more complete game. It's one thing to go out there and do really well against the run, or um, on run plays, rather. But if you can't play a complete game and at least have a, like a decent performance on passing plays, you don't have a, a super clean pocket for Daniel Jones, you're not going to be as productive as you could possibly be. So we'd like to see a little bit more consistency. Once we dissect the film... We'll be able to give you a little bit more on all of these things. But, folks, thank you for tuning in. As always, be sure to follow us on social media at Joe DeLeon, at RaptorMKII, and also at BigBlueView on Twitter and Instagram. Please head to BigBlueView.com for more Giants news and analysis. Hit that subscribe button if you enjoyed this show. And additionally, stay tuned for some Great content on Monday from Ed's show and then a film breakdown from us on Tuesday.